Welcome to Diamond Healing Radio with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos, a powerful and extraordinary healer, best-selling author, and international scientist. Stay tuned to learn how to be vibrant and healthy at any age. Diamond Healing Radio is hosted on the Amazing Women of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming channel. Take a slow, deep breath, then let it out slowly to become more relaxed and open to learn the latest on scientific healing from Anastasia and her guests. Be ready to feel and look better than you ever have before. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Anastasia Choplis with another episode of Diamond Healing Radio. I am so excited today about our guest. Dr. Laurel Geis is an inspiring author, international speaker, and spiritual teacher empowering you to live your soul's calling. And when I first heard that, I wondered what that meant. So she will explain it to you. And she is combining 20 years of teaching personal development workshops with 30 years as a business executive. Yes, she comes from the hardcore business world. Laurel is the evolutionary thought leader of the Soul Guided Living Movement. Dr. Geis is also the founder of the Geis Group, a firm dedicated to educating executives on soul-guided leadership. Laurel is the popular host of Soul Guided Living, a weekly show on Vivid Life Radio featuring experts in the field of personal transformation. Her latest book, The Jesus Seeds, Igniting Your Soul Guided Life, has become an instant spiritual classic. I read it. It's an awesome book. And she's certified to teach meditation by Deepak Chopra, a doctor of ministry degree, and her ordination as an interfaith minister highlight Laurel's passion to help people align with their soul, resulting in the personal freedom to live their best life. So welcome to the show, Laurel. Hi, Anastasia. I am so excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I am so excited to um, present to my listeners what you offer because I was so inspired reading your book. So tell me, how did you go from this hardcore um, business world to to doing something on such a beautiful level to teach soul-guided living? Well, that's quite a story. If I can share a personal story, would that be okay? That would be wonderful. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, well, you know, the, the journey started many years ago, and it actually began with uh, my fiancé uh, actually was diagnosed with cancer, and she died very quickly. And, you know, that unexpected transition really put me into a, a deep depression. And I was working in the business world, and so I channeled all of my energy into working and working 18-hour days. And what happened was I found that uh, I was just in a space where it was very hard for me to move out of that grief. And I remember uh, one evening I was uh, on the bathroom floor. You know, it always seems to be the bathroom floor where you're on your knees praying and just saying, you know, I I really can't go on anymore. I just can't do this anymore. And I heard this one word. I heard this word meditation. And I didn't know a lot about meditation. Um... But I listened to that word. I listened, and someone gave me a book by Dr. Deepak Chopra called The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. And 
I went to a business meeting in California, and before I knew it, I was at his Shopper uh, Center for Well-Being in La Jolla, actually demanding that I learn how to meditate. <laughs> <laughs> like, right now, you know, I have to learn how to meditate. So I said, I did learn how to meditate, and the transformation of my life was so amazing that I, I went on to become a meditation instructor, and I started teaching other people meditation. And because, you know, in its simplicity, there's just so much power. And so, um, you know, being a business executive, there was a tremendous amount of stress in my life. And I used to meditate, and I still do, but I would meditate before and after work. So in the morning time, to really have that connection with the you know, the soul and the peace, and then afterward to release the stress. And one night, I was meditating in my living room. And during that meditation, I was transported to another place in time. And I was standing in the desert, and I could feel the cold wind on my face. And in the distance, there were these mountains. And the sun was coming up over the mountains. And as I looked at my feet, there was this ritual bathing pool. And in that ritual bathing pool, there was water, and it was so still and so clear. And as I stood there, I knew a few things. I knew that it was 2,000 years ago. I knew I was in Qumran, which is in Israel. I knew that I was in a scene, which was a very religious Jewish sect, deeply devoted to God. And I knew that I was getting ready to cleanse myself before my morning prayers. And as I knelt down and I put my hands in the water... I was transported back to my living room. I was like, wow, you know, what just happened? And, you know, it really shook me up, Anastasia, because, you know, for me, this wasn't your typical water cooler conversation at work, right? It was not something that... (laughs) Exactly. I love that water cooler conversation. Isn't that perfect? (laughs) Yeah, like, what did you do last night? Well, you know, I took a trip back to down years. You know, I had this experience, and... Um, so I really couldn't tell anyone about it, and I was in the midst of this spiritual awakening, and so, you know, I just, I wrote about it in my soul journal, and life went on, and then, about eight years later, I was on a tour of Israel, and as part of this uh, tour, we went to Qumran, and we were scheduled to go in before the sun came up, so we could be there before the crowd, so we arrived at these archaeological ruins, we're in Qumran, you know, it's dark outside, but the sun's starting to come up, and, uh, you know, we're all walking around, and I got separated from the group, and I'm walking through these archaeological ruins by myself, and I'm, I'm, you know, it's feeling really familiar, and I'm like, well, yeah, that used to be a house, and that was a temple, and, and I turn the corner, and there in front of me are these mountains, and they're the same mountains that I experienced in the meditation, and the sun is starting to come up, and I look down, and in front of me, there's a ritual bathing pool, and there's no water in it. There's no water, but there's a sign that says ritual bathing pool. (laughs) 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 This this is the place, you know, and in that moment, there was this recognition inside of me that I had been there, and this energy came into my body, knocking me to my knees, so here I am on my knees again, and I'm receiving this confirmation that I had been there, that I was there, that I had been in a scene that, you know, Jesus had taught the Essenes how to live from their soul, and that I would write a book called The Jesus Seeds. Yeah, it's such and, an intriguing title, too, and I, I love the whole concept in the book. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, 
the Jesus scene. And, you know, and, and, you know, I mean, I, here I am laying on the ground, and I, you know, I was really, again, rattled to my core by this experience. And as I came out of it, I said, you know, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of us go, go kicking and screaming into our spiritual lives, don't we? Exactly, exactly. So I, said, I don't think so. You know, I'm a business executive. And yes, I am teaching meditation classes, and I am teaching soul evolution classes on the weekend, you know, but my life was very compartmentalized. You know, there was the, the corporate world, and then there was the teaching world, and I was like, yeah, I, I just don't see this happening. But it did happen. Like, uh, four years later, uh, I just started to hear these words, the Jesus seeds in my mind over and over and over, like a record. And I just had to sit down and write. And I wrote every single day. Um, I started on January 2nd. I, I'll never forget this, 2012. And the only time I really had to myself with this corporate job that I had was on Sunday. So I would write on Sunday morning. And I wrote every single Sunday until April 8th. And that year, April 8th, it was a Sunday, and that Sunday was Easter morning. And on that morning, the book was complete. And so, you know, as they did, ask you and all of your listeners, you know, have you ever had that moment in your life where you just knew <laughs> that if you took the next step, your life was never going to be the same? Yeah. And that's where I was. Yeah, and so you released the book, and it became a, a seller, and I know that you did a lot yeah. of really superb marketing for that, but um, when I was reading the book, I couldn't put it down. I read it straight through, um, because everything just just resonated as such truth, and the, the core principle of the book is something that even I've been saying, and I tell people that we get our information all from the same source, that the thing I've been saying is that there were all divine beings inside, and that's basically the core principle of the book is that that we're all divine beings, that we're insides, our insides are vibrating at a very high level, and that everything else that we're experiencing is just stuff that we are in here to learn. So... Um, so tell me about what soul guided living is. Yeah. So the book is called the Jesus seeds igniting your soul guided life. And what's, you know, what's interesting is, you know, I love what you said, Anastasia, that's a beautiful summary because, you know, I believe that you're a soul and I'm a soul and not that we have a soul, but that we are souls. Yes. And as, as a soul, I believe that we are divinely architected to live a soul-guided life. And I believe that it's our soul's responsibility to guide us into higher and higher states of awareness, higher and higher states of consciousness, and in doing so, reveal to us our true life's calling, our soul's calling. And I also believe that it's our responsibility to consciously connect with our soul, to listen to our soul guidance, to then align our life with that guidance and then act on it. So it's really a very simple system of listen to the guidance, align your life with that guidance, and then act on it. Listen, align, and act. So it becomes a lifestyle that really empowers you to live from your soul, to live in alignment with your soul. And that is, I believe, as a human being, 
the most powerful way that we can live our life, allowing that soul force to flow through us. And, you know, what you said, I like what you said, too, Anastasia, you know, you know, we are divine. You know, Sri Aurobindo, who is an Indian mystic and teacher, you know, he, he spoke and taught about the divinization of the human being. And I believe that's really what's going on, is that we've reached this level of awareness. We've seen these, you know, glimpses of the potentiality of who we can be. And we have now very simple tools to move us into living in that higher state of awareness all the time. Yes. Yes, I think so, too. And the thing that's interesting is that the more that I dive into it with my scientist mind is that Uh I am discovering that everything that we learn on this side, you know, a lot of the physical principles that we learn on this side, you know, with regards to things that I talk about, which is vibrational physics, is that Uh there's an echo on the in the spiritual world of that same thing. But I think it's the other way around that it started there, the concept started there, and we are the creation of that concept. And Absolutely. S- right. So, I absolutely believe that. Yes. Yes, and so and so everything that we we have here in our physical realm is echoed in the spiritual realm, and so um, you know what you're talking about is just so important to realize that that you know we get it the other way around. People think that we are physical beings with a spirit, but we're actually spirits with a physical body. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Teilhard de Chardin said that, the French uh, mystic and, and philosopher. That's exactly what he said. We're not human beings having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having the human experience. And I very much believe that. And, it, you know, it's interesting because, you know, with soul guided living, there's literally a shift that happens. There's a, there, as you begin to, and, and it's a lifestyle, you know, and it's, it's a process, but as you begin to listen, align, and act, you listen, align, and act, and start to engage in this process, you literally move from an ego-based to a soul-guided life, where the ego starts to take a backseat, and the soul starts to take the front seat, or become the driver, or become, I like to call it, your cosmic chauffeur. Yes, so the so, ego is then in service to the soul rather than the soul, you know, in service to the ego. Exactly, yes. exactly. And that's where that's where your true power lies, your true power. Yep, and it's subtle, right? Because, you know, the all of the high energy things like love, joy, all of that, they're so subtle in comparison uh-huh. to like anger and jealousy. They're just so violent. But all of the, the but the uh, subtle ones are the more powerful ones. Yeah, and, and to me, it, it always feels like the you know the the higher emotions, the higher vibrations. To me, I always see it as like a finer vibration. Uh, it's the only way I can describe it, like a finer, higher vibration. It's just well, there's this. There's a simple explanation in physics for that. (laughs) That, Oh, good. Right. So in order to see things that are smaller and smaller, you have to use Uh a shorter and shorter wavelength, which is a higher Uh vibration. So that's what it means finer. In order to get down to see the details, you need a smaller and smaller wavelength, and that's a higher frequency. So that's a higher Uh vibration. That makes total 
total sense. Yes, it does. That's how, that's how, yeah, that's how that vibration feels to me. I can't, I can't explain it scientifically, but I can feel it. And that, yeah, thank you for that explanation. Yeah. Well, that's why we make such it. a good combination. <laughs> I know, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so... um it, was it easy to leave your business job? I'm I'm guessing no. So I, I'd like to he, have other people hear it because, um, you know, you think that because these jobs we had were lucrative. You know, I was I was in the the six figure range when I left left my job, and um, you know, I just went from six figures to nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you know, for me, it was. Um yeah, it was not an easy thing. You know, my soul was guiding me on what I was here to do. You know, and you know, it's interesting because Mark Twain says, you know, the two most inter- the two most important days of your life are the day you were born and the day you understand why. And you know, at this point, a few years ago, I knew why. I knew why I was here. I was here to bring soul guided living and ultimately soul-guided leadership into the consciousness of the human experience. That's my my life's purpose, my calling, my mission, my goal. And it became very clear what I was here to do. But as you said, there I was sitting in this corporate experience, and I was very successful and had a 30-year career and, you know, loved the people that I, that I worked with and, and what I was doing. But there was this greater calling. And, you know, and I have to say, I understand each other, you know, it was comfortable because we become comfortable in the routineness of what we know. And every time I started to think about, you know, well, I don't, you know, I don't don't even know what step to take. (laughs) I don't even know. I don't even know this whole world of, you know, really full time, you know, speaking around the world and and teaching and writing and, you know, just, you know, all of this that, that I've been called to do. So it moved me into a space, I was in a space of, you know, fear and anxiety and discomfort. And so what I did was I, I put a date on the calendar and I put a date in the calendar and it was like a year away. And I thought, well, you know, that's cool. I've got a year. And I was pretty good for like the first nine months. <laughs> <laughs> I know where it's coming. <laughs> yeah, that, that date came closer. I just started, I really just started to have a meltdown, but I knew I had to do it. I knew I had to do it. And what was, you know, what was so interesting was that, you know, I, the day that I talked with my, my boss about leaving, you know, we had a conversation and, you know, they really wanted me to stay and part of me wanted to stay, but there was a bigger part of me that wanted to go and explore, you know, let's go explore and find out what this is all about. And as I did, I, I, right after I talked to my boss, I got, this is interesting, I was in uh, Dallas, Texas, I got a phone call from my parents in Florida saying that my father was ill and I had to come to Florida. And what was really interesting is I left the next morning and I had given like, you know, three, four weeks notice plus, you know, ongoing support at my position, you know, because I wanted it to be a very smooth, successful transition. And, you know, I never went back to work. Because my father ended up having surgery and was in the hospital, and I just never went back to work. And to me, it was the most amazing thing because it was like the door shut. And when the door shut, the door really shut. (laughs) Yeah, so spirit finally got you out of there. (laughs) Yeah. And it was going to keep you out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was 
like time to leave. Okay, you left, bam, the door's closed, you're done now. You're on to the new the new chapter, the next chapter. And you know what I what I've learned is, you know, is to become more comfortable in this discomfort. Because the discomfort is showing you that you're growing. The discomfort, I believe, is showing you that you've reached the edge of your known reality. You're mm-hmm. hitting up against that bubble around you of what you know is your reality. And when you start to push against that wall and you stretch out those borders, I think that's when that energy moves through you. And, you know, I have to say, you know, maybe, you know, we do label it as fear and it is fear, but maybe at the same time, maybe there's some excitement there. Um, yes, it's kind of like yeah. being on a roller coaster, right? You know yeah, you're going to be is. safe, and you get to the top, and you look down, and you go, oh, my God, we're going to go down that? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly it. And that's it. You know, you take that leap, and you take that leap of faith. And, you know, for me, you know, it was, it was faith, but it was more than that. It was trust. You know, it was trust that, you know, here I am in this lifetime with this, you know, I've had beautiful life so many experiences have brought me to this stage of life and now I'm being shown another door I'm being shown another window I'm being shown that there's something more for me to do and you know at the end of the day you know what what we're here to share it's not it's not about us you know I believe that you know these gifts are not for you it's not about you no, I believe that, no, I believe that your soul's calling is really the answer to someone else's prayer. Yes. So there's there's someone out there right now who is praying for you know your gift, your your you know your special unique creation that you're bringing into this world. They they they're they're praying for that to manifest in their life. I I love when I heard you say that the first time I wrote it down because, um, you know, a lot of people think, well, I I don't think I can leave my job. I don't think I can change my life. And, you know, it's so important. And one of the things I want to highlight is that all of those years of business experience have brought you to be able to transform. Look, it was 2012 when you finished the book to bring you to where it's a very short amount of time to bring you to where right. you are now. So all of those skills that you've had, all of that, all of that, the business skill, you know exactly what you need to do to start a new business. And because mm-hmm. this is a business, we can't do it the old way where we just walk around from village to village and they feed us. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we have bills to pay. <laughs> yeah, we have bills. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We have to be able to support ourselves. And you know, and that's, you know, and what's really interesting is just that, that, you know, every single life experience that we've had that brought, brought us to this point in time, to this point in our human experience, has really been so beautifully architected. I mean, I can look back and see, you know, and I and I always teach that to my students. You know, I always teach them the, you know, the, the look back to see forward. How do, how do you look back to see forward? And you know, by using their soul journaling and connecting with their soul and capturing that information and starting to align with it, you'll literally see this passing laid out in front of you. And that, MC Anastasia, that makes me laugh the most of all. What makes me giggle, what makes me really happy is that I really started down this path of soul-guided living and teaching and speaking and workshops and retreats and 
you know, all, all of this, you know, just came together. And then it really, you know, what was illuminated through all of that, you know, listening and aligning and acting was soul-guided leadership. And it was like, well, that makes so much sense because with my background in business and my background in, you know, teaching personal development, who better to go out and work with businesses and leaders both in business and in community to help them, you know, live in alignment with their soul as they're directing the soul of their business. Yes, exactly. Because for, you know, it's almost what you said that it's my life was architected. And I think that's the perfect word, because I always say that every experience I had brought me to this point beautifully from every direction, my personal life, my, you know, health, my career, everything brought me together to be this person that I am right now. And, you know, it's exactly true. And I think that um, while you're in it, you can't see it until you get to that point and you look back and you go, uh-huh, I see it now. I see it now. I see it, exactly. And then you know and you trust. And, you know, I always use that analogy of, you know, imagine yourself that, you know, in a big city like New York City and you're standing on the street and looking out at street level and you can see the people around you and you can see the cars and all the activity. But as our consciousness rises and as our awareness expands, now imagine yourself going up into one of the skyscrapers, let's say the Empire State Building, and you're standing on top of the Empire State Building on that observation deck, and you're looking down at the same spot. Yes. And now from that spot of elevated awareness and consciousness, you can literally look down and you can see so much more and you can see how all these cars are going to touch and meet and these people are going to cross paths and you can just see it from a higher level of, of awareness and knowingness and that see, to me that's really the self-fulfilling prophecy because once we have that glimpse well first of all you can't go back because now you've seen it <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can't unsee it sorry people you can't you can't exactly you can't unsee it and you can't unknow it what my experience has been over the past several years is that as I'm meeting individuals, I'm moving into a space of the experience is meeting a soul, is meeting a soul. So I'm not only meeting you who you are here right now, but I'm meeting that person that has, you know, has been that soul, that energy that has been alive for all of eternity. And I really do understand that we're here to learn and, you know, take those lessons and, and grow. And those lessons help us to expand our consciousness. And, when, and I find that that helps me to be a little more compassionate with, with others and, and a little more understanding. Well, are we all, knowing, yeah, I tell people when they're getting very impatient with people that are slow, I just say, well, they're on their own path. You just let it, need to let them have that. Because we, exactly. right, we are, we are guided by spirit, all of us, and each person has their own path to walk. That's because that path is planned for them. It's architected, as you said. It's architected. Yeah, I really, I love that phrase too, divinely architected. And I believe that the universe is friendly. I believe that the universe is here to support us. And that's why the whole concept of soul-guided living really, really works. Yeah, in so, this reality because yeah because when we make the choice and we believe that the universe is supporting us exactly so one of the 
one of the tools that you use is journaling. And I understand that you're offering our listeners a free gift of a soul journaling guide when people sign up. And the place they can sign up is uh, diamondhealingradio.com forward slash laurel, L-A-U-R-E-L. And that way they can get the um, 10-day program for journaling to help them start their own soul-guided life. So uh, we are running out of time. And is there any last-minute tip that you'd like to give the listeners? Well, what I would like to share with everyone is, you know, I'd love to connect with you and help you to use this very simple tool of soul journaling. You know, the soul journaling helps you to really consciously connect with your soul and start to receive those messages so you can listen, align, and act your way to living that soul's calling. And, you know, above all, I would just see, you know, be, be brave and be bold and take this step because, you know, this isn't about you. There's someone else that's really praying for you to, to help them in their life. And, um, you know, I had a vision one time where I saw the world and I could see all the souls on the world. And as each soul stepped into living their soul-guided life, they became a light. And then the whole earth literally lit up with all these souls and the whole earth became as brilliant as the sun. And so I really believe that soul-guided living is, you know, a simple way for all of us to really live in alignment and to express what we're here to express. And thank you for having me on your show, Anastasia. You're most welcome. It's been totally delightful. And that last that last comment just gave me goosebumps because, you know, that vision of the whole world lighting up because people are living in their soul purpose. I mean, how incredible, what an incredibly beautiful and wonderful vision that is. Let's see if we can make it a reality. Yeah, exactly. I'm in. I'm in, too. I hope you're all in, too. This is Dr. Anastasia Choplis with another episode of Diamond Healing Radio. Have a great week.